Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. All right, welcome in to another edition of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. we got a great one for you coming up in this hour number one. Boyd Summerhays, our good friend and instructor on the PGA Tour. Many of the great players, including Tony Finau, are students of his. We'll hear from him and talk to him about his son, who uh, just recently committed to Arizona State. Preston Summerhays having one heck of a year, and he's got a daughter doing well also, and then some of his players that are having some good finishes. We'll hear from Boyd Summerhays coming Coming up later on this hour. Plus, on the back nine, hour number two, our good buddy Jason Sobel, senior writer for the Action Network. He stops by, and of course, we have to relive his hole in one, which we witnessed firsthand, and then get his take on the subjects at hand, uh, the schedule so far, the players, and who would he take right now, Brooks or Rory, for the next two years? That could lead into an interesting discussion, especially for a guy working for the Action Network. America's favorite caddy stops by as well, and we'll get his take on that and much more as we continue here. Real Golf Radio just getting started. Thanks for joining us. At Real Golf is a Twitter handle. Of course, you can find us on many of the podcaster sites, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, and the like. Thanks for tuning in. Of course, the great radio stations that pick us up and carry us each and every week, like our flagship, flagship station, 1280 The Zone, here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, good to be with you. And, uh, Bob, it's uh, one of those where, hey, Tiger Woods goes out and shoots 64 in his season opener at the Zozo Championship, and everyone, everyone starts to pay some attention. Yeah, they do, especially when he starts with three bogeys and then turns around the front nine to shoot one under and or, or his first nine holes to shoot one under and then shoots five under um, on his next nine holes to shoot 64. So that's the lowest Tiger has ever shot in an opening round of any year on the PGA Tour in, in an event. So this is the year he does the Grand Slam. It, it's going to happen because of this <laughs> omen. Is that what you're saying? Or what, what, what do you make of it, if anything? is it What kind of an omen is it? In fact, it's such an omen that the heavens open and it rains so that we could celebrate Tiger shooting an opening season opener 64 for an extra day. Yeah, we just had to kind of feel it, 
feel it, uh, feel what he did for a couple days, no doubt. Well, I'm going to ask you coming up here. We we got a break here. We'll we'll take a short one, then we'll come back. And I want to get your thoughts. Is it an omen? And and that aside, what are your expectations for Tiger? And it does bring his name back into that President's Cup discussion. I'm completely against it, by the way. But I know it's going to be talked about, especially seeing how he finishes this week off. We'll get into it next right here on Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses instantly i could see there was no pain it was so easy and it worked my only regret was waiting so long hoops vision is world renowned and with the latest technology they give you more options than ever do yourself a favor go to hoopsvision.com right now and schedule your free consultation and mention real golf radio and save a thousand dollars off your lasik procedure hoops vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Real Golf Radio is brought to you by Callaway Golf and Spin with Teeth, the most aggressive groove in golf. The new Jaws MD5 wedges are crafted by Callaway Chief Designer Roger Cleveland with total performance 
premium shapes, striking finishes, outstanding feel, unique versatility, and exceptional spin. Has that got your attention? Get out to CallawayGolf.com and check out the new Jaws MD5 wedges. And I can tell you, I put them in play. Uh, I, the one that they feature on the website, the 50 degree with the 8W, I have that. The 60 degree with the 8W, I have that. It's a new low bounce W grind that is really good. You're going to want to check good. that out at CallawayGolf.com. Like yeah, and they, they spin. I mean, I'm telling you, you can you know spin it like the best of them with these new Jaws MD5 wedges, no doubt about it. All right, Bob, leaving off, I, I asked you a little bit about uh, Tigers. We talked about him shooting a, a 64. And I, granted, it is one round. It is mm-hmm. one round in a new season. We're still five months away from the Masters where Tiger will be the defending champ. But is it an omen? Does it mean something to you? He didn't necessarily light it up in the skins game. He was fun to watch, and we'll get into skins game talk momentarily. But for him to go out and open with three bogeys, turn it around, go nine under through 15 holes, uh, that is uh, certainly impressive and noteworthy. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, The thing about Tiger is he would normally arrive for uh, a first event sometime in January, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes he played the tournament of champions in Maui. Um, but you know, he's won seven times in 22 of his season debuts. Interesting. Um, and, and the most notable ones were in Maui in 2000 and Torrey Pines in 2003. Each of those, each of those events, he blew the field away and he only shot 70 and 71 in those events. In the opening rounds? In the opening round. This is the first time he's ever been this low in an opening round of a first event on the PGA Tour in any given year. Well, like so, I said, it's so the, the, those are great stats. Um, and I think the one you're talking about with Torrey Pines was the coming off the knee surgery, right? Yeah, yeah. And this one's coming off a knee surgery too. So, I mean, he was talking about last year um, doing wait until December or this year, wait until December to have his knee scoped, but he decided he'd go ahead and do it earlier so that he could, he could get, you know, play in the Zozo in the, in the Zozo as well as play in the, the skins game. And, uh, he said it was affecting his back last year. Um, his knee was affecting his back and which is where he didn't want it to happen. Yeah. And so he felt it was time. He had to get it done. And as soon as August was done, he shut it down um, cl- cleaned his knee out, had it scoped, and uh, and then came back, and he did pretty good in his first round. Well, no doubt. I should say, yeah. I mean, it's it's impressive. There's no doubt about it. So when you look at, at Tiger doing that, you also have to comment about Brooks Kepka. A week ago, he had yep. to withdraw, and he had a similar knee surgery done. Um, Dustin Johnson. He, did, he didn't have his scope. Dustin Johnson did. Brooks Kepka just had stem cells injected into it. Gotcha. And so maybe that wasn't enough is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because the knee was hurt and he had to or, withdraw. Right. Or or it takes a little while to um, – it takes a little bit longer for that to regenerate with the stem cells. So uh, we, we don't know much yet uh, about the, the status of Brooks' knee, but we will uh, find some things out. But, it, you know, we'll, we'll get into Brooks and Rory. Uh, but just finishing off Tiger, obviously it's great, right? I mean – 
We yep. love it when Tiger's playing well. What he did at Augusta was one of those historic things. I mean, winning mm-hmm. major number 15, he's the only player to ever see 15 major championships. Jack Nicholas saw 15 and then got three more. It, it what, does, was even, what was even cooler is when he came back and won at the Tour Championship before he won at Augusta, he got his, he got his first win back after his, his back fusion, um, which, a lot, which there was a lot of us that never, ever thought that would happen. And then he did the, the major championship win, which kind of compounded what he did before. Um, again, a lot that we thought would never happen. Yeah, well, there's no question. Um, thing, he, and, and well... In fairness, Tiger has done a lot of things that we were unsure would ever happen yes. in the game yes. of golf, and he continues to do that. As I said before, when he came back to uh, to play again, before he had even won the Tour Championship, it was bonus, right? It was yep. it, getting a chance to see Tiger tee it up again on the PGA Tour was bonus. For him to come back and win a tournament is off the charts. And then to win a major is, is unfathomable. It was at the time. And then he's done that now. And so the expectations were high tiger in the, in the next tournament and he misses the cut at, at, at yep. uh, Beth page block. Yep. So, you know, everyone kind of jumping off the ship a little bit, but put it in perspective for what tiger, his body is at least a decade older than his actual age. He's he's his, his knees, his back, his Achilles, his elbows, everything yeah. that has been a problem at some point in time. The guy's put a lot on it, and he went hard in the beginning of his career where he was, you know, the knee snap. You know, it was yep. part of his first book on how he generated power, things like that. I mean, he was having surgeries before he left Stanford. So when you consider all that he's been through, the number of times under the knife, the amount of rounds that he's played, the aggression that he went, with which he played, his body has taken a toll. And so, again, you have to consider – that in and factor that into his longevity and his ability to come back. So to see him come back from another procedure on his knee and to go out and shoot 64, I'll be in a limited field. I don't care. Uh, it's, and it's in Japan for him to come out there and do what he did is outstanding. It's remarkable. It really is. So whether he goes and on it, to win this week or whether he wins again, you know, it, it, you just have to enjoy the, the opportunity to watch him play again. Well, and, and a lot of, a lot of people are saying, and, and you can see it when you watch him swing, the, swing the club. He's not, he's not going at it gingerly anymore. He He's looking like he's, he's got freshness in his swing, freshness in his, in his power. And, uh, and because he's been able to, to get that knee cleaned up and that kind of thing, it's kind of allevi- alleviated some of that pain and, and stuff like that. And so I'm, I mean, the events that we saw him play where he didn't play too well were in cold weather type of areas yeah, um, and cold weather type of things. Uh, Pebble Beach, um, the Open Championship, uh, Beth Page, or not, yeah, Beth Page. Um, those other major championships were all kind of cold weather type of environments for him this year. And because of that, um, you know, it's, it's taken his back a little bit more to warm up, but that knee could have been affecting him long before that started, too. Let's turn our attention to a couple other players. Rory McIlroy, he continues to be, in my opinion, one of the most likable, most rootable, I don't even know if that's the Mm -hmm. right word, if that's even a word, a guy that you can root for 
on the PGA Tour. I, he just He's such a great quote. So he's playing the Skins game, and while he's walking up to a green, he gets asked about the Brooks comments about there not being a rivalry. And, I mean, how good was that? I, he, yep. he straight up answered the question as, well, he's, he's not wrong. You know, I haven't won a major in the time that he's won four. You know, and so he kind of and he, and he went on to say, "Look, Brooks and I are good friends. I don't look at this as mean spirited. Yeah. You know, we we have a good time. It's fun competition with, amongst one another. You know that type of thing." He just, you just go, man. What he, you know, he took the he high road. It. He gets it. That's a good way to put it. Sure. And 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 so I I, I don't know. I, I I thoroughly appreciate what Rory did in that situation and continues to do in so many situations. You just, I, I don't know. I, I like the guy and, and it begs the question and we'll ask some of our guests uh, coming up uh, on the back nine, Jason Sobel, who'll join us uh senior writer for action network, uh, the caddy. If you were to take Brooks and Rory for the next two years. Yeah. And you had to bet on one of them to win more events. I'm not even going to just call it majors. We'll just call it events. Who are you betting on? It's interesting, right? I think the initial answer is well, of course, you got to take, you know, Brooks Kepka. He's the hottest guy he's out there. He's got the hot hand right now, yeah. But I think Rory's certainly rounded into form. He's playing great golf right now. And again, you just don't know. I, 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 I'm fascinated by the window of professional golfers. Right. We, we've, we've had, we, we've had one, one professional golfer in Tiger Woods that has obliterated that window. And he's been consistently. You know, through his career, he's consistently won multiple events all the way along. And, you know, the amount of time he's he's held number one in the world and 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 all that kind of thing. I don't think that's going to happen like that for a long time again. I, I think you're probably right. That was what begs the question. So we'll continue that discussion. Uh, Boyd Summerhays, kind enough to spend some time with us. We have a two-part interview with Boyd coming up next, and then hour number two more on this topic, and uh, as well as some guests joining us. So stay tuned. More Real Golf continues next with Boyd Summerhays. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. 
This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant. Game changers, even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts. No more solution. No more glasses instantly i could see there was no pain it was so easy and it worked my only regret was waiting so long hoops vision is world renowned and with the latest technology they give you more options than ever do yourself a favor go to hoopsvision.com right now and schedule your free consultation and mention real golf radio and save a thousand dollars off your lasik procedure hoops vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember Tee it up at Uinta Golf with the new arrivals from Cleveland Golf. Turbocharge your game with the new Cleveland Launcher HB Turbo Driver that delivers more speed for higher, longer, and straighter drives. And the Launcher HP Turbo Irons, which deliver maximum forgiveness, higher trajectory, and increased ball speed for more accurate and longer shots. And the Launcher UHX Irons deliver the perfect blend of distance and accuracy. Let us help you get custom fit for free today at Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you here. On Real Golf Radio, thanks for taking us along. Again, the website, realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle is at realgolf. Follow us along, and if you miss any of the segments, you can catch them there. We'll post them for you. And uh, you can also catch us on all the podcaster sites as, as well. Pleased to welcome in our next guest, as promised. Uh, he's uh, one of the best instructors out there in the game of golf today, and he's a better guy and, and a great dad, good friend, and uh, we love having him here on the show. Boyd Summerhays joining us right now. Hey, Boyd, how are you, man? BT, Bob, how you guys doing? Doing good, man. Appreciate you taking yep. some time to to spend with us. And uh, first of all, congratulations are in order. I suppose it's you know it's been one uh, really awesome summer for you with uh, Preston winning earlier, and uh, you know I mean to to see what he's been able to accomplish in the game, and then you know to sign with Arizona State. I mean that's pretty cool, right? I mean it's got to be one of those dad moments where you're just like you know. Uh, you know, I know you did that as, and now to see your son do that, I'm sure it gives you great satisfaction. Yeah. You know, during the summer, you know, we didn't want to think too much about it, but after he won the men's state, am, you know, Arizona state and Texas and Oklahoma state and even Pepperdine was on his short list, um, for the last couple, you know, year and a half. And, and we kind of just keep things simple. So he didn't really, want to think about college during the summer, but he obviously knows that at some point he's got to think about it. So when he got home in, in September, he's able to sit down kind of really think about the pros and cons of all the schools. Cause they're great schools. There's a lot of great things about all of those uh, options. And, and in the end, you know, he, he is, he loves Arizona. He grew up here. Um, he spent the summers there in Utah and, but we, we, we have our main home here and, and, uh, he kind of he said something to me right before the, the end of the summer. He he wanted to go home a little earlier than we all did. It's blazing hot down here in, in early September, late August, and he was itching to go home. And in my heart, I kind of knew like, oh, okay, that's interesting because some kids just want want to leave home. They just want to go somewhere, and 
And that was just never Preston's desire. He, he just felt like, Hey, Arizona state's a great team. Matt Thurman, the coach there has done an awesome job. Uh, they, they, you know, picked up the number one ranking even a couple of weeks ago, but they will be a top five school regardless of kind of week to week. But Matt's done a great job building a good program. So if he's able to stay at home, still has the family support, coaching, training, all the stuff that has gotten to this point and has a good team and good, good quality teammates that are great players. It's, it just started to make more and more sense to him. And so, you know, he's excited to have that decision made. And, and uh, yeah, we are too. You know, we love having him around. He's a great kid. So we're, we're glad that he's excited to be here too. Yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to um, have the team around him and, and keep it in place and, and kind of keep it close and close to family and that kind of thing. I know having had kids go away to school and Brian has one now that, that you know, has gone, gone to school and that kind of thing. You just miss having your kids around. Well, I think too, it's, it's different saying basketball, uh, maybe you have your high school coach and then maybe the top kids are going to be able to go to North Carolina, Duke, um, whatnot, and be able to be coached by Krzyzewski or Roy Williams. Well, in this case, he's had good training here in Arizona. His team is solid. And when he goes to college, those coaches will continue to help with certain aspects of your game, but he's able to still in golf kids that the top kids in the country are already working with. Um, either they're already great players or they have, you know, solid teams around them. So it, it was, I, am always trying to learn from my, my life too. You know, I went to Oklahoma state and, and at the time, you know, I, I, I was really excited to go there and I never regret that decision at all. But Preston had, um, you know, has this team in place and has a great option right here in our backyard of a top school and, and a motivated coach there. And he'll have great players to play against and play with and compete with there. And, now there's it just made a lot of sense to to stay and and uh, go to Arizona State and and he's really excited so I think it's not it is nice to have an, an awesome option a great team and and great history right in your backyard so I'm glad that he didn't feel like he was um, needing to search uh, for different options had a great option right here and he took it so we're excited for him. Boyd Summerhays joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Uh, what would you um... I guess tell take us through the decision to go to college or play college golf versus turning professional. I, I swear, or I seem to think that at some point you'd mentioned that he would be turning pro early and that type of thing. What what went into that decision to go ahead and pursue college athletics? Well, I think he's he's going to have a different path than most most kids. Still, I mean, we're we're pretty honest with our our decision making and. And he's still going to be playing. He's going to have a combination over the next two years of junior golf, amateur golf, and professional golf. He's already played a couple of mini tour events this um, in the last couple of months. He's going to hopefully play in a Corn Ferry Tour event this next year, maybe a PGA Tour event. He is in the U.S. Open. As he continues to develop, hopefully those same opportunities come up or similar opportunities. And if not, he'll he'll seek them out. You know, he's going to try to Monday qualify. He he. he did the pre-qualifying, got through in Vegas, or the Shriners, and did the money qualifying there. Like he, he wants to test himself. So his goal, his ultimate goal, is the PGA Tour. Um, I don't know how long um, it'll take him to get there. You know, two years is a long ways away. He's been able to improve really fast. Um, I think that you know he's going to continue to do, like I said, junior golf, amateur golf, professional golf. He'll go to he'll go to the Corn Ferry uh, Q School this next year as an amateur, just for the experience. You know, I, I just want to, as a kid that's always had big goals and big dreams, 
we've always just given him the opportunity to throw himself in there with the best competition all the time to continue to let him grow. And more than anything, that's what makes him click. He enjoys playing against the toughest competition possible and trying to get ready and, and whatnot. And then I think the college option, you know, forever, how long he is there. Um, I think a lot of college players are having a lot of success and, and that's been intriguing to him. College golf, they play a lot of amazing courses. I mean, when I played, I remember playing some decent courses for sure, but they, every, these top colleges, their schedules are incredible. You've got Pebble Beach, you've got Cypress, you've got Isleworth, you've got Inverness. Um, they're playing Olympia Field. They're playing major championship golf courses uh, and quality golf courses all the time. So there, there's some good value in that. And, and obviously Matthew Wolf, Marikawa, Victor Hovland, they played great right out of college and some of stayed four years, two years, one year, two years. So there's a, there's going to be a, we don't know what his path is. You know, his ultimate goal is to get on the PGA tour as soon as he can. And, and I think that, you know, he feels right now that that may be a, a really helpful, you know, thing and, and getting to him to where he wants to go. So I think the well, danger is you never want to go, you never want to go there. You never want, in my opinion, you never want to go too early. It's always there, right? And so yeah. he would have to do something extraordinary to change that decision. And then it would be obvious to everyone that that would be the right decision. But that's really, I've never seen that actually happen. You know, Jordan Spieth was as good as you could get. He took a top 10, I think, in a tour event when he was 16. And then the yeah. next year he played salt as well. And he still went to a year and a half of school. And then it was obvious that he was ready. You know, he won won the John Deere as a 19-year-old. And so um, even your greatest, you know, junior golfer and even some of the top amateurs, you know, these, these guys on the PGA Tour are incredible players, and it sometimes just doesn't hurt just to make sure you're ready. So I think that um, we'll be patient with all that process. He'll know when he's supposed to turn pro, and, and that's just so far away. It's, it's just very natural to just keep doing what he's doing, junior golf, amateur golf, pro golf commit to college, use that as a, a continue, you know, a place to continue to develop his game, play some great courses, play against some great players. And if he ends up being one of the better college players or top ranked amateurs, then maybe there's some decisions to be made, but that's still a long, long ways away. So um, we're excited about what he's choosing to do right now. Boyd Summerhays joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Um, sorry, Bob, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, you, boy, you're around it all the time. You, you're around the tour. You're around those players and stuff. Yeah. And those guys are crazy good how how yeah. good they are. And, you know, to give uh, for uh, your son, Preston, to understand that and to want to develop his talent and and develop it through junior golf and playing professional events and college golf and that kind of thing, he's, he's on a good track. Whereas one of your star pupils, who's one of the top players in the world right now, uh, Tony Finau went about it a totally different track and he cut his, cut his teeth going through the ranks of mini tours and, and state opens and, uh, Canada and getting onto the corn Ferry tour. And, and now one of the best players, um, on the, on the, um, PGA tour. Well, exactly. There's definitely different paths to get to the tour. You know, Tony and, and Tony's situation was a little bit different too. You know, he, he made that decision to go for that $2 million in the, in the big stakes game, or I can't remember what it's called, but yeah. And then, you know, he, it was the right decision for him. And then, you know, it took him a little longer to get there, but basically it's hard to say that his option was wrong either. You know, he, he was playing yeah. against some of the best mini tour players, corn Ferry players. I mean, he's playing against great players. 
And so when he got to the tour at 24, he was a rookie, but he really wasn't a rookie. He was pretty seasoned. So, you know, there's, there's value in, in everyone's path. I just think that the person needs to, to be committed to the path they take. You know, he's got a good friend and Akshay Batia that never wanted to go to college and, and he just knew he was going to turn pro. He's 17 and he's a great, great player. And I think a lot of people are going to criticize his decision, but honestly, that's what he wanted to do. And that's what's going to motivate him to get better. So I'm not opposed to either decision, but I do think that I would prefer just to make sure that, you know, if you've proven that you can win, he just needs to keep pressing this a long ways away from, you know, his game is very good. He gets to play against all the, all the tour players I teach and he Preston is very, very good. But, um, I just think you need to continue to try to be the best junior golfer. And he definitely is one of those. And that's obvious. And then, become one of the best amateurs if not the best amateur in the world and that that's always been my pitch to him is look at the world number one amateurs patrick cantley john rom danny willett um you know it just you look at who is the matthew wolf victor hovland become the world number one amateur and then let's just go from there just keep on just climbing up the ladder and don't get too far ahead we have, we know what he wants to do and he knows what he wants to do but just keep winning at every level and becoming the best at each level and then everything else takes care of itself cool stuff boyd Summerhays joining us here on real golf radio boyd hang on we got to take a short break more with boyd coming up next here on real golf radio callaway's new apex irons redefine players irons unmatched feel distance and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category defining performance Apex irons are the ultimate forged player's distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. At the first tee. Oh, oops. It's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact Sorry. both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. Callaway Senior Director of Brand Management, Dave Neville. What makes Jaws the most aggressive groove in golf? What really grabs the ball where you get the spin from is the edge of the groove. We've been able to make a really, really tight edge radius using some of the proprietary tools that we have. And then in between each groove, we have that groove and groove technology, which are little micro positives that help grab the ball. So you have these 84 contact points on the face to grab the ball and just give you a tremendous amount of spin. Order Jaws today at CallawayGolf.com. Your hands with the grip. They form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. 
what kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you, brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the new Super Hybrid. Callaway set a performance milestone in the Super Hybrid to create something entirely new, a hybrid that can deliver the power of a fairway wood. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. All right, we'll continue our conversation now. Boyd Summerhays, of course, teacher of many of the tour pros, including one Tony Finau. One of the questions I wanted to ask you was about Tony and how he hits the ball so low. This time of year, with the weather being as it is, often windy conditions, flighting the ball down is super important. I was impressed at the way that he can hit it so low. Some of the video that we've seen from PGA Tour events where he's hitting long irons on par threes that are just barely getting above the bag, it seems like. What is it about it? What is he doing? What is his technique that enables him to hit the ball so low and so effectively? Well, I think a lot of that is his creativity, and I think he would attribute it to some of the weather in Utah. You know, he's played great in the Open Championship, and before that, I don't know how much overseas he had really played a couple of times, but not not as traveled as other kids, right? So um, in Utah, we get such a wide variety of conditions in the summer. I mean, we can we can have four seasons in in late May and in October, we can get four seasons in one day, right? And so <laughs> you kind of adapt to some heavy winds, some rain, some cold, and and I think you just learn how to how to flight your ball in those heavy winds, the canyon winds. There's a lot of golf courses in Utah where, man, those morning breezes out of the canyons are strong, and uh, I yeah. think that's part of it for sure. And he does because he has such high ball speed, whether he knew it or not as a kid, he needed to have quite a bit of forward shaft lean to be able to keep his ball from going too high. And so he's always had a great impact position, catches it really clean, has, you know, he de-lost the club like, a you know, almost every tour player does quite a bit. And that allows him to kind of flight the ball. But he definitely each year has gotten more versatile with his game. And it's just something he works on, you know, putting it up high in the air. That's probably, you know, pretty easy for him to do. And he's gotten really good. He spent a lot of time on learning to take some spin off the ball and keep it lower in the heavy winds because he knows that, that is a big part of the tour too, is being able to control the trajectory when it, there gets to be a little wind. And man, he's he's um, done awesome in the Open Championship and Lynx Golf because of that ability to keep it low and, and under the wind for sure. Obviously, and getting the tour both, and curve it both ways too, like yeah. a hard yeah. up the right wind, yeah. bank it in with a little draw, vice versa. When it's a really heavy crosswind, he can cut it back up into it. So I think not only his ability to flight it 
trajectory wise, height wise, he's been able to do it with curve too. So I think it's just each year he gets better. But just just from an amateur standpoint, what what do you just say? And obviously Tony is is elite talent and lots of practice. But if you want, typically, you want to hit the ball low. If you've got a seven iron, you want to flight it down. What, what I mean, what's the basic steps for hitting a low shot versus a stock shot that might go, you know, up in the air and get caught in the wind? Well, I think a lot of people just traditionally just think you just put it way back in your stance. But the truth is it makes it really hard to aim when you get it excessively far back. You can put it a little further back, but I think for the most part, you need to be able to take a little bit of speed off. You know, ball speed makes the ball go higher for sure. So a lot of times when people are trying to hit a little lower, they may take, you know, a little more club. I choke down on a little bit, but I think more of it is in the way you look at guys' follow-throughs end up being very abbreviated. In the process of abbreviating the follow-through, the club actually, the shaft starts to lean forward and take some loft off. And so I actually would have, if you were trying to learn how to hit it good and low, I would learn to take small divots and hit it low because of loft. A lot of people just interpret, put it way back and hit really hard down on it. But a lot of times that actually creates a low launch with a ton of spin. It actually raises a lot higher in the end than it would. So um, you just get on a range, maybe put the ball a little farther back, maybe push the hand, your hands a little forward ahead at address. That is theoretically de-lofting a little bit, but learn to hit it low without hitting crazy, crazy down on it. Because if you're not, you don't want to try to launch it low only because of angle of attack. You want to launch lower because of loft. So that would be my suggestion. And keep the lower body moving, right? Oh, yeah, it's just a normal swing. And you'll see guys that fly it pretty good just have a little bit shorter fall through. But it's still a very aggressive swing. You can see that. We're talking about Tony Finau and, and how he hits the ball low. That's that's what um, the question that Brian asked. What what What's Tony's schedule look like the rest of the fall? Um, he's going to be playing um, – over there in Japan at the Zozo, uh, what are some of the other events uh, that he has coming up? Yeah, so he, he just left here. He came down to Scottsdale to get a little work in um, before he left. Um, he's on a flight now, get over to Japan, um, finish up a couple more events on the PGA Tour, play ch- uh, the WGC event in China, the one he lost in the playoff last year. And then uh, – you know, he's going to take a look at maybe a couple of more options. Obviously, we're hoping that he plays well enough to get the pick to play in the President's Cup. And then once he knows that, I think he'll know his schedule a little more. It's hard to speculate where he's going to play until he kind of knows after these two weeks how they go and what that's going to relate to getting picked on the on the President's Cup. So he's always been an active player. He plays less than he used to. You know, his rookie year, he played something like 33 or 34 events. It's gotten a little lower each year, but he still likes to play a lot. He's a lot of times the top 10 players in the world, they, they play a lot less, but he, that's how he, he stays sharp is by playing tournaments. So I don't see him taking too much time off. It just, he, he enjoys playing. Well, it was fun to see him out at Alpine the day he landed from playing over in Scotland, and he's already out there with Drace out there playing golf, and I'm like, wow, yeah. he's got to have jet lag going on, but here he is out there, uh, you know, playing golf. So, you know, I mean, that's good, right? I mean, that, that shows he loves it and wants to be out and continue to get better. Well, I think the thing that people forget is, like, it, it's, you know, it took him so long to get to the tour that once you get there, He's, he's very smart when it comes to 
Um, he's very observant. He knows that when you're playing good, don't take it for granted. You got to continue to keep your work ethic and your drive and your desire up because once you get complacent or comfortable, it's really, he's seen it over and over from guys. They fall off their games and that is really hard to get it back. So he's done a great job of like, like you say, he just got off a flight from overseas and he's out playing the next day with Drace and yeah, he's hungry. You know, he just, he's motivated and he's hungry. And I think that hunger kind of got built up over years and years of trying to make it to the tour. And I actually think that's been a great thing for his uh, career on the PJ tour is that there was a lot of struggle to get there. So their hunger's still pretty, pretty strong. So some guys as much success as he's had, as much money as he's had and how much, um, he's accomplished already. Some people would get maybe a little complacent, but he's far from that. He, he wants to do far more and he knows he can do a lot better. So he, he definitely works hard at it. Hey, you know, we, oh. we kept you kind of a little bit long, but real oh, quick, good. Um, good. who are some of the other guys that you're working with on tour? I know you had made some posts about Scott Harrington finishing uh second, just, you know, just a week ago in Houston. Um, who are some of the other guys that, uh, that you uh, spend some time with besides Tony? Yeah, so Wyndham Clark had a nice year last year. He was a rookie on the PJ Tour. He finished 65th on the FedEx Cup and a young player with a lot of power. Has a great short game. I think he'll just continue to get better each season as he gets more comfortable out on tour. And then, like I said, Scott Harrington, a guy that I've been working with a little over three years. Um, we met up on the Corn Ferry Tour, and he lives in Arizona. It made it convenient. I am really busy, so it, it was a good fit for me that he was in Arizona and He's actually he's a great guy. I liked him instantly. You know, Tony and him battle against each other on the mini tours, and it's not often where Tony plays with somebody on the mini tours and tells me, "Hey, this guy was really good." Scott actually was one where he's like, "Man, I expect him to get to the tour. He's a great player. He knew he was really good. Just needed to sharpen up a couple things." But um, Scott Harrington's been a, a great guy to work with. I've really enjoyed him. His story's awesome. Seventeen years professional finally gets his PGA Tour card, and already in four events, he's made almost $800,000 Wow! lost by one in a PGA Tour event. He's proving to himself that he has the game to, you know, really do damage on the PGA Tour. He hits it really far. Um, he has high ball speed, just like Tony. Obviously, Tony has another gear that, you know, other guys don't have, but Scott's, you know, club head speed and ball speed are very high, which makes it where he's 38, but the ball doesn't know how old you are. So same scenario there. I see a guy that took so long to get to the tour that it was really cool when he got his card. Sure. That next couple of days in the week, I'm sure that was incredible. They were celebrating quite a bit, but the next time I saw him at the TPC to get to work, it honestly was a quick, Hey, great job, you know? And it was just, let's go. He knows he's got to get it done and, and take advantage of these next seven to 10 years. And, He's off to a great start this fall on the on the PGA Tour, so I'm really happy for him. A great guy and great story. So yeah, I know he, a lot of people know his story a little bit because of his wife, you know, having cancer, and he had to take a medical leave to assist with her and be there to support and just all of, all that they were both going through with that. So for him to be one year off of that, you know, medical hardship basically, and get his PGA Tour card and have his wife feeling good and in recovery is, is really exciting for them. So it's a, he's a, he's a great story. Yeah. Really cool. And Boyd, before we let you go, man, I have to ask you about Danny. Uh, how's he doing and uh, how's his game coming along? Hey, he's in good spirits. He's been working hard and playing, you know, in some mini tour events to get ready. It, there is a lull in the schedule. If you're not 
on the PGA Tour, there really is nowhere to play right now because they're just going through the Corn Ferry Q School. So he's been playing some events in California, staying sharp. He's coming down to my place next week, stay at the house and play in a mini tour event. Him and Preston will go play in on the Golden State Tour here in Arizona. And then he'll go off to Bear Creek in November for second stage. And he's been playing nicely. He's been playing better and, and he feels motivated, feels good health wise. And, and I expect him to do well. You know, I think he's in a great frame of mind. That's the most important thing is that he wants to be playing and he's excited to be playing and he's, he's a great player and he works really, really hard. So if he wants to get back to the PGA tour, it, he will get there because he has an incredible work ethic. So I'm excited that I kind of see that drive and that excitement for him to play. And so, I think the rest will take care of itself as long as he just keeps that motivation and that, you know, excitement to, to get it back. Love it. Hey, Boyd, thanks for your time, man. We really appreciate it. It's always good to talk some golf and check in with you and exciting things ahead. Uh, Bob and I both feel Tony's a lock for the President's Cup, so um, uh, hopefully that uh, Tiger feels the same way and you guys are headed over there. I assume you'll be going down under with him if uh, if that's the case, huh? Yeah, well, they they do a really cool thing now with the Junior Presidents Cup. Preston's on the Junior Presidents Cup team, so they take the junior team over and they play the Sunday and Monday on the same golf course, Royal Melbourne, wow. right before they come over. So I'm hoping to just be over in Australia for a little bit here in December. That would be great. Two of my favorite yeah. students playing at Royal Melbourne and and having a great experience. So I know Tony wants that, but he's he's also confident that hey whatever happens happens and and he can live with it he knows that we needed to qualify for our spot now it's in tiger's hands but hopefully uh you know we do get that spot and we're over in australia for a couple weeks there in december be a lot of fun that'd be really fun awesome yeah well that's awesome congratulations and thanks for sharing it man we're we're excited for you i know it's been a big year for you and your family and uh, in your career and and everything you're doing really great guy we really appreciate you sharing us and, and taking us along that journey with you Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for always supporting me and my players and my family, and happy to be on with you guys. You guys are doing a great job, and always have fun talking with you guys. All right, thanks, Boyd. Appreciate it, bud. You got it. There you go. Boyd Summerhays joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. More of the show continues next. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant. Game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts. No more solution. No more glasses. Instantly, I could see. There was no pain. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio, which is brought to you by Callaway Golf. And go to CallawayGolf.com where you can check out the brand new Super Hybrid. Did you see this, Bob? Super Hybrid? Yeah, Super Hybrid. They are changing the game with Super Hybrid this is how they do it. They set a performance milestone in the Super Hybrid to create something entirely new, a hybrid that can deliver the power of a fairway wood. Wow. Uh-huh. You have to check it out. Uh, pre-order is now available, and you can check it out at CallawayGolf.com. Hey, uh, that was great. Loved having Boyd Summerhays on. He's, of course, you've, if you listen to the show on a regular basis, you know Boyd spends some time with us. And Whenever we get him on, we say, look, Boyd, we'll only take a few minutes, and we end up speaking with him for you know nearly a half an hour, and it's just good stuff. Like The guy knows the game. He studies the game. He knows the game, and then he's, he's got, of course, uh, compelling stories within his players, which at this point in time also contains his kids, and yeah. uh, just a really cool thing that his son Preston signed with Arizona State. Uh, you know, that's, it's a great, great moment for a dad, and, and he, he'll continue his career there. No, there's no doubt that, um, that, that Preston's got a bright future as he continues to, to learn the game and be around the, the, you know, the finest and the best and, and work his way up uh, to the time when he can play out there on, on tour. And uh, it's, it's exciting. It's really, really cool stuff. And so I, I, I just appreciate him spending a few minutes. Also, Coming up on the back nine, hour number two, Jason Sobel. Got to love that guy. And the caddy. Great guys, and we love having him on. Sobel's fun. If you go out and, and follow him on Twitter, he is a crack up. 
And uh, I love I love seeing his post and that kind of thing. And then, of course, the caddy. Always have great stories with the caddy. You will be entertained, no doubt about it, if you follow Jason Sobel on Twitter. And he'll join us. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Congress is honoring the late Representative Elijah Cummings. Cummings died last week at the age of 68 and will lie in state inside the Capitol's Sanctuary Hall. Republican Congressman from North Carolina, Mark Meadows. Some have classified it as an unexpected friendship. But for those of us that know Elijah, it's not unexpected or surprising. At least parts of the deal that was scrapped between China and the United States in May will return in the newest phase of negotiations between the two governments. White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro, appearing on Fox Business, says the enforcement over theft of intellectual property will now be the focus. The good news about this phase one, uh, two things. One is that it, it adopted virtually the entire chapter in the deal last May that they reneged on for IP. This is USA Radio News. If this were just any door, and this were just any ignition, connected to just any transmission, in just any vehicle, then perhaps it would be okay to buy it from just anyone. But this is not just any car. It's a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Every detail has been inspected and road tested by highly skilled Mercedes-Benz technicians. And it's all backed by an unlimited mileage warranty, which makes the decision of where to buy one simple. Your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. The certified pre-owned sales event going on now through October 31st. Come in today and enjoy a credit of up to $1,500 towards your first two payments through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. Because in the end, it's absolute confidence in genuine Mercedes-Benz parts, or it isn't. It's either Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned, or it isn't. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on credit towards your first two months payment and certified pre-owned warranties. It's been one full week since Chicago teachers and support staff walked out on their students and have been striking. Around 30,000 teachers and employees are on strike, affecting over 300,000 students. The educators are looking for smaller class sizes, more support staff, and better wages. A new poll is out regarding the 2020 Democrats. With the details, here's USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes in Washington. A new national poll showing a new leader in the Democratic primary race for the White House. The Quinnipiac University survey finds Senator Elizabeth Warren with 28% of the vote and Joe Biden slipping to 21%. The university's polling analyst is Mary Snow. It's not as though this poll is reflecting a big gain for Senator Elizabeth Warren. What it reflects is a six-point slip for Joe Biden since a week ago. You're listening to USA Radio News. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. 
The new generation of veggie burgers aims to replace the beefy original with fake meat or fresher vegetables. Fat Brands International Chairman and former McDonald's USA CEO Ed Renzi says the idea of contrived food is fraudulent and wrong. Well, I think the nutritional value of uh, natural proteins coming from animals is well documented and well understood. When we have to go through a chemical process and contrived uh, alteration of soybean protein to try to turn it into something that it's not is what I object to. Uh, a lot of those products have very high salt content, very high, uh, very high saturated fats. Uh, I just don't like all the hyperbole saying that we're going to put the beef industry out of existence, we're going to put the chicken industry out of existence. I just think it's wrong. I, I, this whole idea of contrived foods when the natural products are so much better. I'm a, I'm a great fan of, of the idea of vegetarianism and veganism. Uh, that's a choice you get to make. If you want to live your life that way, I'm all for it. In fact, I love vegetables myself. But that doesn't mean we should go out and contrive. You know, milk comes from a mother's breast, not from soybean and not from almonds. Renzi was speaking there on Fox News. And finally, the Lifetime Network is wasting no time in kicking off their Christmas-only programming. The network says it will air only Christmas and holiday-themed movies around the clock starting on Friday. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. The second nine. The finishing holes. The closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Welcome in, hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you, brought to you by... Odyssey Golf and game-changing putter technology with Stroke Lab high MOI putters now available with uh, in mallet designs delivering ultimate performance. So you got to love it. We talked a lot about this with Sean Toulon a week ago. If you missed that, mm-hmm. I highly encourage you to jump out to our website or Twitter feed or any of the podcast sites and listen to Thule talk about the new Stroke Lab 10 putter and Bird of Prey. How sick is that name? Bird of Prey. Yeah, that's cool. 
I mean, it's really cool stuff. They're both, they're all stroke lab, black putters, high MOI mallets. Check it out at odysseygolf.com. Hey, we got a great hour two for you and uh, welcome everybody joining us on Dan Patrick channel on Sirius XM. Appreciate you being with us and uh, we're going to welcome in America's favorite caddy. Also, Jason Sobel's a senior writer for the Action Network and one entertaining golf writer indeed. He'll join us uh, with some comments. We'll also get into Skins Game Reaction, the Zozo Championship. Tiger off to a hot start in that one. The Rory Brooks, uh, I'm not even going to call it a saga, discussion continues with Rory just handling it like first class, and I think it's a fun discussion to have. Kind of acquiesced a little bit, uh, Brooks. Why not? You know, he's not wrong. What he said was not wrong, and I I, I love it. Own it, and we'll see what happens. Although, i got to be honest with you, if you're looking at the two of them and you were going to place a wager on who you'd take over the next two years to be the most successful, I'd have a hard time not picking. Well, I'm not going to tell you who, but we will discuss it. Coming up next, on the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. We're just getting started. Hang with us. More coming up next. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee. We believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills. And help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Callaway Senior Director of Brand Management, Dave Neville. What makes Jaws the most aggressive groove in golf? What really grabs the ball where you get the 
spin from is the edge of the groove. We've been able to make a really, really tight edge radius using some of the proprietary tools that we have. And then in between each groove, we have that groove and groove technology, which are little micro positives that help grab the ball. So you have these 84 contact points on the face to grab the ball and just give you a tremendous amount of spin. Order Jaws today at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and the Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X, the ball that changed the ball. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. All right, I left off with a little tease there. If I was to take, if I was going to spend some money and wager for the next two seasons, the 1920 and 2021 season, who's going to have the most success on the PGA Tour? Brooks Kepka, who says there's no rivalry. Or Rory McIlroy, who just said, well, what he said was not wrong. Uh, I'm going to go with Rory. I love Rory's game. And when Rory's on, when his putter's working specifically, and I just, I love the way he drives the golf ball and he has the ability to, to light it up. I think he has the more complete game and call it what it is, but we got a little more history behind Rory and he's been doing it for a little bit longer. And he's also 30 years old, right in the prime of his career. Although Brooks isn't too far behind. Uh, what, what am I crazy? Because I think most people initially would say, are you kidding me? Have you, have you been paying attention to what Brooks Kepka's done over the last couple of seasons? So I don't know. You tell me, am I off base? Okay. So we need to mark this down because you're going to pick Rory McIlroy. Yeah. And I'm going to pick Brooks Kepka. Okay. Look at and the, the reason I'm yeah. going to pick him is because he's the kind of guy that if people are picking against him, I'm going to show you. That's his That's his mantra. Um, and I just, I think, I think Brooks Kepka is the kind of guy that, that, that uses fuel from what people say, how they talk about him, that he flies under the radar in major championships. Uh, that they don't think he can win regular tour events because he's concentrating so much on the majors. I think Brooks Kepka is is the guy that's going to win the most in the next two years, majors or regular tour events. Okay, and and look, you're you know you, that's a good bet. There's no doubt about it. That's a good bet. I'll just say this though: the the, the points in which you make in your argument. I don't think hold water anymore because Brooks Kepka no longer is flying under the radar. I don't hear people picking against him, except me. And but I don't well, think you Brooks, are. well, right? But I don't think Brooks Kepka cares of what I think. But the but the players, the 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 mainstream media, the pre tournament hype, they're not leaving his picture off of the the flyers anymore. You know, he, he's yeah. he's getting his due, and it's well earned. And he has had two years that are just crazy, crazy good in major championship golf. I mean, off the charts, crazy good. I just, I'm fascinated, I told you this, I'm fascinated with the window that is available. And we mentioned this in hour number one. And But if you're talking about window panes, Tiger's got like a dozen window panes, right? So even though, you know, he just keeps breaking, th- you know, window windows break, but there's more panes behind. I mean, the guy, what he did, the longevity of his domination mm-hmm. yep. will only get more appreciated as time goes on. Correct. Jordan Spieth had a Tiger-like year in 2015. But it didn't last. And, and and I wish the best for Jordan because I'm a fan of Jordan. I like watching Jordan play well. He's fun. He's entertaining. And, he is and, very entertaining. And I hope he gets it back. I hope this is the year. 
That said, that window shut. Now, I'm not saying it's shut forever and this is a done deal. This is what we're talking about at this point in time. We've seen Jason Day have them all. We've seen Rory have a couple of windows. So I'm fascinated by what Brooks has in there. I mean, this couple of years, is it going to last? If it lasted three years, by the way, that's really impressive. If it lasts four or five, which puts us into that two-year discussion, we're talking mm-hmm. about approaching Tiger-like numbers. Yeah. The fact that Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods have been able to maintain the longevity as long as they have is is nothing short of, of incredible and speaks to the talent uh, and the mental side of their games. But it, that that's it, all that I'm – that's the only reason I'm throwing this out here and, and why it's even a discussion because today at the point in time you take this snapshot of this discussion, it would be a no-brainer to pick Brooks. But history says it's not going to continue. Okay, so the interesting thing is, is, you know, back when Tiger started on tour and he was ripping off wins and that kind of thing, w- the thing that we talked about in those early years of the show is – and I kept saying – um, you know, is he going to remain healthy? Well, we've seen that Tiger's body is broken down. Um, Rory's body broke down. Think about, you know, him um, doing his little soccer thing and, and tearing up his ankle. Um, that's, it's not breaking down because of the, of the golf, but his body, but his body started to break down. You, you look at uh, um, Jordan Spieth, his swing started to break down. You look at, now you look at Brooks Kepka and, you know, what's going on with his knee? Is it going to break down or is that window going to stay open for him to be able to continue winning golf tournaments, winning two or three tournaments a year, maybe picking up another major this year? Um, he's got two of the four of the Grand Slam. Rory's got the Grand Slam coming up uh, to try to win at Augusta. Um, you know, Brooks finished second there last year. Uh, it, it's we're, we're in a good we're in a good spot. Then you then you look at the younger guys, you look at. Uh, um, Victor Hovland and you look at uh, Matt Wolf, um, those guys, you know, they come out of school early and, uh, and they want to cam champ, you know, cam champ, another one. He's won twice now. Morikawa. Um, yeah. Yeah. Morikawa's won once Wolf's won once, uh, you know, Hovland had 19 rounds consecutive in the sixties. Amazing. You know, some of those, some of those younger guys are going to win majors. And they're going to take them away from the big guys. That's a great um, point. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what this next couple of years provides. It's going to be interesting to see what this coming year provides to see if Rory can get his Grand Slam, or if uh, Jordan Spieth can get his Grand Slam, or if Brooks Kepka wins another one, either the Masters or the Open Championship, to give him three, um, and then be in that same talking points as as Rory and Jordan Spieth needing one more to get a grand slam the interesting point that you made and by the way you were the one who said you you know can Tiger stay healthy I mocked you for that because Tiger was a picture of youth and health and domination it did there was nothing about him he was different he wasn't the Craig Stadler he he wasn't the Colin Montgomery he wasn't that guy he was different no. and there's no way that Tiger is going to get hurt are you kidding me and of course we know all the stuff he's been through Brooks Kepka jumps on board he's freaking Captain America out there you know or Steve Austin or something and and you think there's no chance and then here Dustin he is Dustin Johnson was the same thing for a year and a half two years who Dustin Johnson yeah, but he wasn't as formidable as what Tiger and, and Brooks is. But but I get your point. So 
And yet Phil Mickelson, ironically, is the guy yeah. that's had the most longevity with his health, and he's the lurpy guy out there, you know. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, so, so it is interesting. Hey, uh, before we uh, get out to Jason Sobel, would you take Tiger? Do you, you think Tiger should take Tiger as a captain's pick? No. Even if he goes on no. to win the Zozo? No. I agree with you, mm-hmm. by the way. But it's going to be an interesting discussion and a fairly compelling one as well. All right, as we mentioned, Jason Sobel, senior writer for the Action Network, joins us coming up next right here on Real Golf Radio. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with the new arrivals from Cleveland Golf. Turbocharge your game with the new Cleveland Launcher HB Turbo Driver that delivers more speed for higher, longer, and straighter drives. And the Launcher HP Turbo Irons, which deliver maximum forgiveness, higher trajectory, and increased ball speed for more accurate and longer shots. And the Launcher UHX Irons deliver the perfect blend of distance and accuracy. Let us help you get custom fit for free today at Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant. Game changers, even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts. No more solution. No more glasses. Instantly, I could see. There was no pain. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com.
Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, thanks for joining us here. A reminder, you can catch us on Twitter, at Real Golf is the Twitter handle. Website's realgolfradio.com, and thanks for accessing us however you choose to do so, whether it's on satellite radio, iHeartRadio, one of the apps, uh, you know, all the podcast sites as well. Thank you for being with us each and every week on Real Golf Radio. Excited for our next guest. He's a good friend of ours, and uh, we've had some great experiences over the years. Jason Sobel's a senior golf writer for Action Network and joins us here. Hey, Jace, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you fellas doing? I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, it's been too long, so pleased to have you back on the show. Uh, we had, uh, you know, we don't need to relive the hole-in-one story, but I think about it often. Um, the <laughs> fact that we just happened to play together and you bust your first hole-in-one, uh, which was pretty cool, man. Monday after Augusta, that's, that's a great story. I still think it's one of the one of the best. But I haven't, to be fair, I haven't witnessed a whole lot of holes-in-one, so it's, a, it's fun even to witness them, even if you're not the guy hitting them. Not that I would ever say no to you guys anyway. I come on the show whenever you guys ask me to come on. But the fact that I get my hole-in-one gets mentioned every time I come on the show, it's an automatic yes. Anytime you guys text me or call me and say, hey, can you come on the show? I'm like, yes, we can talk about my hole-in-one. Absolutely, I'll do that. Sounds great. Oh man! And you, you hit that uh, sweet little nine iron, you know, f- you know, from 180 yards. That was pretty cool too. Uh, yeah, it might have been pitching wedge. That was between clubs. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Well, listen, I wanted to get your take. Bob and I have been talking a little bit about uh, the Skins game this week, and I had to go back and watch it after the fact. I mean, it was it's a tough watch in the middle of the night kind of kind of deal. But I, I thought from a television standpoint, I, I, I found myself enjoying it more so than the Tiger Phil match. And I've been, as Bob and I have discussed, is this just because there are two extra people in there to interact with is it that there's just always a little awkwardness between tiger and phil when it's just the two of them yes. uh, was it better produced you know for television what, what was your take on what you saw there uh, or is it a combination of all those things I, I think it's a combination of everything i i look at it this way if you're going to watch golf at whatever time it is wherever you are you know it's the, like midnight to 3 a.m where i am and i just have to not be that tired and staying up. And so I, I watched a lot of it. I think I got through about 15 holes on the East coast and it's better than anything else. You're going to be watching golf wise at that time of night. So I like, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was fun. It was okay. I mean, it was kind of a Monday practice round for big money where they're all mic'd up and you know, that's okay. It needs to be more than that. I thought that Tiger and Phil's match last year was more of a spectacle. I think they were trying to raise the bar of expectations so high by announcing the the match more than six months ahead of time and it being big money. I, I still think there needs to be a little more that can be done to sort of not even motivate the players, just make it more interesting. I felt like there needs to be a line somewhere between the excessiveness and opulence of $9 million and a really rich get richer kind of match that we saw last year in Las Vegas and some of the world's best golfers playing for $10,000, $15,000 a hole. I'm just sitting there thinking, you know, Tiger's got that much stuck on his shoe right now. He he doesn't need that money. He's obviously getting paid to be there or else he probably wouldn't be there. So, you, you know, that, that didn't get them too motivated. I'm not sure there's money that can get them motivated. I'd like to see side action. You know, just something, you know, the, 
The loser's got to go caddy the par three contest at Augusta for the winner. <laughs> loser's got to wear the winner's clothes. The loser's got to, you know, uh, I don't know, just go, go, you know, serve them food in the locker room. I, I don't know, just something. Something that would be a little denigrating, a little embarrassing, and at least make these guys say, you know what, I kind of really want to make this putt just so I don't have to do that. You know, it's kind of interesting, Jason, as you said, you were talking about money and the difference between Tiger and Phil and, and what these guys were playing. It was it was almost old school with Jack and, and Arnold and Gary and, and Watson as far as the amount of money they were playing for. Yeah, and which is cool. And, and I like it. I like the fact that it doesn't have to be millions of dollars. It's just that we all know, uh, and I don't know the exact figures that these guys are getting, uh, paid in appearance fees to go over and play a skins game in Japan. And obviously the wink, wink, nod, nod, backroom discussions to get them to stay for the Zozo championship itself and, and hang out there for the whole week and play in that tournament. So I'm sure there's something behind closed doors where uh, they're getting taken care of. And so even for Jason Day to win $200,000 in that skins game, that's probably a small drop in the bucket compared to what he was going to make anyway just for showing his face there and bringing his clubs with him. So uh, I think for all of us to look at it, say, okay, well, they're playing for some money, but it needs to be for something. It needs to be for pride. It needs to be something to motivate these guys because I just don't know that the money is going to do it. The money's fine. I mean, you have to have some way of tallying up a winner and a loser, and, and that's fine. It was, you know, I- increasing uh, prize money on the first six holes, the middle six, and the last six, the last one worth even more. And that's the way to do it. So I don't care if it's points or money or whatever it is. Uh, you're getting a winner and a loser, but give me a little something more for the winner and loser. No, I'm it's with not you. not necessarily a, a monetary kind of thing. No, I'm with you. I hear you. And, of course, you, you know, Jason Sobel joining us here. You're with the Action Network, so you want some action in it. I get it. That, that, that makes some sense. Exactly. Call, call me a Boy Scout, though, but – I, I kind of I didn't even think about the money. Like I guess I there's so much money amongst those kinds of players that I don't even right. know. Almost I don't even quantify it in my head anymore. I just I just consider that they have more money than they can ever deal with. So I'm not even going to think about the the fact that this money might be a pressure or change their life in some way. I the thing that I liked was some of the casual conversation. You know, some of the discussions that they had. I just thought that was more. To me, it felt like I was almost playing alongside some of the best players in the world, like what it would be like. And even just to walk on those guys, even if it felt like a practice round, just to be able to walk on a, you know, around and watch a couple guys play. And, and Bob and I have had a chance to do that with some of the, the players around here, Mike Weir, Tony Finau, some of the guys that, that, that play around here. And you just, just to kind of see how they go about their business, chat with them, how do they hit certain shots. And uh, I, I don't know, that to me, it felt like that was – that came across more organically. I know it's all set up, but it came across more organically than that Tiger Phil match. I guess that's what I was really alluding to. I agree with that. And and like I said earlier, it's better than anything else you're going to watch on the <laughs> Golf Channel at that time of night. I mean, the, the 174th rerun of Tin Cup wasn't going to keep you as glued to the TV as that Skins game was. So, yeah, it, it's cool. It's something to watch. I, I, I don't know that we have to go overboard with these things, but yeah, if they want to do them once a month and, you know, basically turn a Monday practice round into a televised Monday skins game or some other type of little four-man event, yeah, I'm all for it. Go for it. That's cool. You know, more golf to watch, better for everybody involved. Uh, you know, that said, I think it would be best if 
the players were mic'd up but didn't know they were mic'd up, and so we could hear the real conversations, <laughs> not the ones that they know we're going to hear. You know, one of the interesting things that I liked was uh, the interview as they were walking up up one of the holes where Rory talked about um, about his his interaction or his feelings with what Brooks Kepka. Um, mm-hmm. talked about as far as uh, throwing out, throwing out, uh, you know, that there isn't any rivalry or anything like that. I, th- I thought he was very forthcoming with his comments regarding that. He's so good. I, I mean, I, I've said this time and again, I'm sure I've said it on the show with you guys before, but I've been doing this a long time. You guys obviously have as well. I, I don't know that there's been a time before this when the best player in the world was also the best interview in the world as well in golf. And, and you know, for years, and I'm sure you guys go through the same thing. You meet somebody and say, hey, what do you do? You know, all the players, hey, who, who's like the best guy to talk to? Who's like the best quote out there? Who, who's your like, you know, guy to go to? And I always give a few names and people go, oh. Like, they're disappointed because it's like, oh, I'm sorry. That guy was, he was 78th on the money list last year, but he's a really good quote. That's who I like talking to. That's, you know, kind of my go-to guy. And, you know, a few guys like that. Right now, I, I honestly think Rory McIlroy is the best quote of the game. And quite honestly, Brooks Kepka has gone from a guy who said absolutely nothing to a guy who absolutely doesn't care about what he says, what people think about him, and will say pretty much anything. And I think it's great. You know, I think the fact that Brooks really doesn't have a filter and isn't worried about kicking off anybody else on the PGA Tour or really anybody else anywhere and speaks his mind, I think that's great. I think what Brooks said is relevant. He's right. I mean, it's a fact. It's not Brooks' opinion. It's a fact. Brooks has won four majors. Since he's been there and, and since he's been playing in him, Rory's won exactly zero. So you can't really call it a rivalry. I thought Rory is very open and honest. you got to remember Rory's walking up a fairway getting asked this question. It's not like he's sitting in a press conference ready to answer that question. I mean, he's just got to kind of on a whim just, you know, think about what Brooks's comment was and what his reaction to it was. I thought Rory uh, was very truthful. He said, look, I get it. He's right. Uh, you know, there's no arguing this. And, and quite frankly, guys, you know, this, I don't know in other sports is is going to be such a big controversy, but in golf, and especially in golf in October, where there's not a whole lot else to talk about besides whatever event is being played on the PGA Tour that week, it's going to qualify as sort of big news, and that's okay. You know, it's good for us to have something to talk about, but quite honestly, it's just not that big of a deal. Right, I, and I'm not I'm not uh, too worried about the the comments going back and forth or whether it was you know, there was malicious intent or anything along those lines. But let's just talk about it, what it is. It, being the Action Network guy, you putting money on Brooks for the next two years. Let's just go two years. Are you going to put money on Brooks or Rory? And I think it's a legitimate question. Like, the, And here's the context. While you're thinking about that, here's the context. It's, you know, everybody's had their, their time frame. And I just wonder, we don't know what Brooks's leg injury is like, but, but what is Brooks window? How, how long is that going to stay open? Is it going to stay open longer than Jordan Spieth? Is it going to stay open longer than, you know what, you know what I'm talking about? So I, I just wonder, we've, we've got a little more body of work with Rory. If you were going to bet in the next two years, who are you taking? The biggest mistake that public, you know, the non-sharp, biggest mistake they miss are, betting golf or betting anything else. I mean, you could bet uh, on a football game right now, and you say, hey, the 49ers are undefeated, so I'm going to pick the 49ers because they haven't lost yet. That, it's what they always say about the stock market. Past performance is not an indicator of future success. And based on all of that, I think a lot of people, I think if you hold the public and just ask golf fans, 
they would take Brooks Kepko next year, and they'd say, because he's won four in the last three years, and he always wins these things, and uh, he was right. He's got Rory 4-0 in the last couple of years. Why would you not take Brooks? And the way I look at it is, at some point, the law of averages equals out. At some point, I don't think Brooks Kepko is so much of a better golfer than Rory and so much better in the major championships that he's going to continue at the current pace and over the next two years win three more and Rory stays at zero during that time. I think at some point they reverse course and Rory starts to feel a little more of his back. And I would take Rory in that bet, but it's certainly a good question. In fact, I will extend that question. And uh, we've probably talked about this before. If you want to take a look over the next five or 10 years, and I, I think there's there's something to that time frame. There's probably a different answer depending on which time frame it is. But whether it's five years or ten years, which player wins the most majors over that time? We posed that question. The, maybe the PGA Championship last year. There were a handful of us at the hotel bar, writers and other media guys. There were eight of us, seven different answers between us over the ten years of who would win the most majors. It's a fascinating question right now. So... If I had to pin you, you down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was coming. That's a good follow-up. Uh, John Rahm. John Rahm. I think John Rahm is ready to be a superstar. Uh, Justin Thomas, for me, is a very, very close second. And again, I think it depends on whether you're talking five years or ten years. Five years, I might go Rory McIlroy because he's in his prop right now. you got to remember, ten years from now, he's 40 years old. And at that point, Gets a little bit older. John Rahm's, what's he, 24 right now, I believe, 25. So he's going to be 34, 35 in 10 years. I think there's a little more tread left on the tires for a John Rahm towards the end of that time frame. So I I like Rahm a lot. He's kind of my 1A. Justin Thomas would be my 1B. But if it's only over five years, I'd probably go Rory over those two guys. Interesting. So would you go Rory then over – the two over Brooks for the next two years, or you think that window's open yes. for Brooks for the next two years? Yes. No, I, I would go Rory based on that law of averages yeah. that at some point we can't just look at Brooks and say, well, he always wins these majors, so obviously he's going to keep winning them. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way when you're trying to uh, play the prognostication game. What, what do you guys think? Unless, all, unless uh, your name's Brooks Tiger Woods. Woods. Yeah, unless your name's yeah, Tiger exactly. Woods. Exactly. And what I do you think, guys think the first story question I'm going to throw out you my question over the next ten years. I want your answer. <clears throat> that's that's a good one. I, I I'm I guess we just go like we're sitting in the bar with you off the cuff, right? Um, I I, th- I like your Justin Thomas. I, I you know I'm not sure on I Rom. Too. I think Rom's got a, Rom has the talent just like you talked about, but I think JT is a little more in control of what he's doing. I guess Rom, maybe maybe that all harnesses and, and he puts it together for a run. But, man, he just seems to self-destruct so much. I, I guess I'm yet to – I'm not convinced yet that he's going to put that all together. I do think he'll win majors. I don't know if he'll win more than, say, like a Justin Thomas. I think Justin Thomas is just stingy enough that he wants to get out there and, and, uh, and clip a bunch, and he's got the taste already with that PGA Championship. So I think for the 10-year window, I like JT. And, and for me, um, I'm going to throw out yeah. one that's uh, – th- this guy's got kind of ice in his veins. He's stuck his nose in. He's yet to win a major championship. But, I, you know, Xander Shoffley would be one that I would talk about Ooh. too. That's a great one. Love that too. Two really good ones there. And I would like to say Jor- Jordan Spieth too. I mean, the, what we've witnessed out of him from, you know, in three years, 
you know, it's been a couple of years since that three years, but what we saw, man, I, I hope that comes back. Cause Jordan is fun to watch. I, in my opinion, just from a golf viewing standpoint, I like watching Jordan Spieth. So I hope he figures it out and gets back in the mix. You guys know that we can sit here and reel off names for 10 minutes and it's going to be Patrick Cantlay who you haven't talked about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some guy like, it's amazing. And that's a credit to all the great players and great young players that are in the game right now. The fact that we can sit here and have a five or 10 minute discussion about who might win the most majors over the next 10 years. And the answer might be a guy that we're not even thinking about right now. Might be Cameron Champ. Sure. Uh, honestly, I mean, it, it could be one of these guys that we're just not even thinking about. I mean, if we had raised this conversation two years ago, we're probably all saying Jordan Spieth without batting an eye. Yeah. And nobody's mentioned Xander Chauffey's name whatsoever. Yeah. That's not even on the radar. Right. It's a good point. I like it. Good discussion. The clock says we have to take a break. We'll continue at another time, though. But, man, always good to chat with you. Appreciate the insights. Appreciate your your take. And and we didn't even talk Tiger. How about that? A whole segment not even talking (laughs) Tiger. That's impressive. I like when we can do that. Love talking (laughs) Tiger, but I love not talking Tiger as well. (laughs) Hey, thanks, Jace. Appreciate it as always. Thanks, guys. There you go. Jason Sobel, senior writer for the Action Network. Check him out. Best way to follow him is on Twitter. You can't beat it. He's uh, very, very clever and witty and fun. He's just he's one of the best guys on Twitter out there in the game of golf. Short break. The show continues next. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant. Game changers, even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts. No more solution. No more glasses instantly i could see there was no pain it was so easy and it worked my only regret was waiting so long hoops vision is world renowned and with the latest technology they give you more options than ever do yourself a favor go to hoopsvision.com right now and schedule your free consultation and mention real golf radio and save a thousand dollars off your lasik procedure hoops vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember and here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. Four. We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. What the? <clears throat> and that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands 
on a win grip. Win. Play your best golf. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex Irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. Welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to Jason Sobel. It's time for that uh, wonderful man that we all love to talk with each and every week here on Real Golf Radio. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, Caddy joins us every week here on the show, and uh, happy to have him. Absolutely, it's uh, we got the World Series going on. I think he's going to be interested in that. NBA has tipped off, and of course, we got Skins game and events in Japan on the PGA Tour that we've been talking about. What's up, Caddy? What are you interested in? I was, I was raised in Washington D.C. for most of my life. What do you think I'm interested in right now? Um, Terrapins football. <laughs> Go Nat. The city's Redskins? going crazy. Everybody's lost their mind, <laughs> and I can't get the baby shark city out of my head. <laughs> Daddy shark do 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 do. It's yeah, it's devastating, but it's price you pay. Being a fan of the Nets, well, there being you go. A huge fan. Yeah, they're they're on a roll. They're that hot team. They're the hot team. They got hot at the right time, and pretty cool stuff. You know, the, the little nod to golf. You know, the boys there with the Nats are wearing some cricket golf shirts. I don't know if you've you know ever bought a cricket golf shirt. They actually have become my favorite shirt of the year. I'll just, I'm, in fact, I'm wearing one right now while we're doing this interview. But uh, they're a cool brand, and, and I love that the Nats are, are rocking them. A lot of the Nats play golf. What uh, My college roommate teaches up at TPC Potomac, and uh, he has some, some good videos of a bunch of the pitchers uh, who have come up there, and he's helped out with their golf swings and things like that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there, there's some good golfers on that team. Well, you notice, Bobby. He said pitchers. I mean, that's pretty. That's yeah. pretty normal, right? I mean, pretty normal for pitchers. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do out there in the? You know, you're out there in the bullpen for you know days on end before you pitch. So you might as well go work on your golf swing. Might as well. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't have a golf simulator in the bullpen for those boys. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, get with it. Maybe <laughs> baseball or later. Um. Let's see. How about Tigers first round? Yeah. What did you think around? of that? Pretty good opening to the season. You know, I, I, I turn on the TV. I'm watching it. I see Tigers three over. Don't really know what time it is. You know, you got the time change, all that stuff going on. I'm like, oh, 
he's not having a good day. And then about five minutes later, I turn it on. He shot 64? Wasn't he three yeah. over? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Nine birdies. In, in Tiger's words, when he was done with his round, he said it was pretty pathetic, those first three holes. And then he thought to himself, well, if I can get it back to even at nine, um, you know, then I might have a, a better chance on the easier side. So he, he makes four birdies, gets it to one under par, and then makes five birdies come coming on the on the front nine of the golf course. And uh, yeah. so that's the lowest. So get this. That's the lowest opening round in any given year that Tiger has shot on the PGA Tour. Opening round to open a season. To open a season, yes. Oh, first round, yeah. yeah. I, I still think the most impressive, the most impressive and important opening round of Tiger's career was the first round at Augusta in nineteen ninety-seven. Oh yeah, four, four over on the front nine. And he shot even par. And he shot even par. That that was the that was the career booster right there. All right, yep. so tell me a little bit. Of, why do you think that's the most important? Be, because that set the tone for his career, being able to come back from the four over, or what do you? What do you? Why do you say that? There's a great story written by a great Washington Post sports writer. Um, I think his name was Tom Boswell, and he the article basically was right before the Masters, the '97 Masters, and he said talking about all the next. Nicholas guys. Nicholson was the next Nicholas. Cal Sutton was the next Nicholas. There were a lot of next Nicholases coming along. And he said that it's extremely important for Tiger Woods to win a major right away. Because like Jack growing up, they, had, they didn't have any negative stuff going through their brains when they came out onto the tour, like a lot of the young next Nicholases did. And if you don't win right away at that level, you don't win big at that level. Nicholas' first win was the U.S. Open, right? So that keeps that mental thing, it kind of keeps your mental jar clean of any any bad stuff. And so Tiger did that. Not only did he win, but he dominated. He kind of made the statement, you know, hello world for real on that one. And I remember... Before the weekend came on that tournament, Colin Montgomery was right there. Yep. He was talking about how, you know, he wasn't dissing Tiger, but he was kind of, you know, wasn't really respecting him that much yet. And Tiger just put the beat down on everybody. <laughs> and that's kind of when he first made everyone realize this guy is a little different and he's that good. Uh, th that's why I think that tournament was such a big deal. Um, it made a statement to the other guys on tour. It was a big mental, it was a big mental thing for Tiger, and it was a big mental thing for the guys Tiger was playing. Well, well there's no doubt turns about that. It, turns out Shag Tiger shot two under par after shooting four over par the front nine. He birdied 10, 12, 13, eagled 15, and birdied 17 to shoot 70. Yep. Then came back with 66. Then in the third round, shot 65. Yep. In the final round, shot 69. Yep. One by a bundle over Tom Kite. One by 12. 
Yeah, Tom, Tom Kite. Kite. That's impressive, Caddy, because that's one you'd probably win drinks off of at most bars is that trivia question. Who finished runner-up? Most people would say Colin Montgomery because he was the, the one that was outspoken, but it was Tom Kite. Yeah, he second. was spouting off. Yep. Yeah, another, another Tom Kite close call at the Masters. Tom had a bunch of them. That's for sure. Yeah, Norman, Miller, yep. guys, uh, Weisskopf, they know about close calls at the Masters for sure. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Caddy, before the, we – sorry, I don't well, mean to we, – we, we're short on time tonight, but uh, Jason Sobel threw us a question out in that last segment, and he said if you – they were sitting around, a bunch of sports writers in the bar, they were sitting around talking, and they're like, who's going – who would you bet on right now, right? Who would you bet on to win the most majors in the next five years, the next ten years – and it was pretty interesting, you know, some of the, the names that we were throwing out there. But without us prompting you, if we were to just say, hey, pick a guy. If you're going to ride your horse for the next five, you, we can start with five and then ten because those questions are probably slightly different. But And, and, and it's likely the names are thrown out now. We, we, the guy that does it probably isn't even on the, in this discussion yet. But who, do you, who would you say? I'm going with the best athlete on tour. Happy barn rat. <laughs> happy barn rat. Happy awesome, man. He's Kiradesh happy barn rat. Yeah, he's my man. He. I'm not joking. I think he's the best athletic. I think he's the most athletic guy on tour. He he's so his swing is so syrupy smooth. He's got speed. Okay, so I I, I really I, I think the guy that guy's really good. But I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a crazy one. Okay. I, the problem is, you said if I bet on tonight, I wouldn't bet on this. I'd bet on this guy five years from now as the guy to win the most majors, starting five years from now. But I I just I'll throw down the name. I'm I'm a big Victor Hovland fan. All right. Big, okay. Victor Hovland. I think that I think that guy's. He's got the stuff. All right. So Jason yeah. Sobel threw out John Rom. That was his guy. And uh, I th- I went with Justin Thomas. Bob, you went with Xander Shoffley, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Xander's a really good call. Um I for some reason I don't like the Rom call. I think that's the Rom call. The wrong call is the Rom call is the wrong call. That's the Rom call. <laughs> I think it is. Obviously he's a great player. But Rom needs to. He needs to do something soon too, in, on the big stage. He needs to grab one. Um, I think Justin Thomas. Yeah, that's not a bad call at all. How you consider a little bit of a scary thought with someone like Justin Thomas is he's just starting to move into his prime when guys do most of their damage, which yep. is age twenty-seven to thirty-four, right? Right. Right. He's got that seven-year window. I think he's probably just around, what is he, 25, 26, 27? He's got to be right around that. I think he's 20, so, maybe 25, yeah. 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 He's, that, that's a good – I think if I'm putting down money – Now, of course, did anybody even bring up Kepka? No, well, we like talked. That. That's what led into it, right? Because I asked him originally, I said to Jason, I go, you know, with this whole Rory uh, Brooks Kepka thing – who would you say in the next two years? I went with the two years question. Would you pick Rory or Brooks in the next two years to win more? I didn't say majors. I had win more than you know one or the other. That's what kind of started it. And because I don't know how long Brooks's window is going to last. 
I mean, it's easy to say right now, oh, yeah, let's bet Brooks. But you never know. I mean, Jordan seemed like a sure bet two years ago. Right, right. And Jordan just hasn't quite come back enough to, to, to throw him back in that mix. Uh, right. He may. He may. Wouldn't be surprised if he does. Uh, how old Rory? 30. Old. Just turned 30. He's 30. So the next five years, mm, you know, I might have to put my money on Rory. Yeah. I might have to. He's, he's just so good. I think, okay, here's here's a question for you guys. If every guy is playing his best, is really on his game, I think Rory's the best. If everybody's got their A-plus game going, I'm giving it to Rory. I don't disagree. I don't, I don't think anybody can hang with him when he's on his full game. So that's a good call. Unfortunately, yeah. we're, we're out of time, Caddy. Uh, we got it. We're up against it, but man, that was a quick one tonight. But thanks, great discussion, and we'll catch up with you real soon. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That was the Caddy joining us weekly right here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. We'll wrap up the show next. Thanks for listening to Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with the new fall arrivals from Mizuno. Discover layers of feel with the new MP20 range. The MP20 is the ultimate muscle back. The MP20 MMC uses multi-material construction for legendary feel and performance. And the MP20 HMB is a playable set of hollow tungsten-enhanced irons for many skill levels. Let us help you get custom fit for free today. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Short on time. We've had a great show. A little two-part interview with Boyd Summerhaze in hour number one. Jason Sobel, America's favorite caddy. You just heard from both of them here on the back nine. Hour number two. A little interesting discussion surrounding Tigers opening 64. Rory and Brooks commentary continues. Captain's picks are coming up in a couple of weeks. Lots of good things, and I'm anxious to see how Tiger finishes things off when the rain allows us, uh, them to do so at the Zozo Championship in Japan. A little skins game discussion as well. I happen to like it. I guess it's, it's on the fence whether everybody did, but I think it was definitely an improvement. For our producer, Dave Glauser, for Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio, realgolfradio.com.